This is your obligatory warning that this podcast contains mature themes and subject matter and sometimes offensive language, but always hilarious stories. You've been warned. Sorry, Mom. Welcome to Lousy Dates, your weekly podcast offering up a cornucopia of awkward human dating rituals, embarrassing gaffes, and good old-fashioned jerks. We take stories submitted by listeners like you and broadcast them to the world. Whether you've found your happy ending or you're still wading through the swamp of dating sorrows, we bring you fresh laughs and cringeworthy tales every Saturday morning. Take your walk of shame with us. We're your hosts, Sarah and Rachel. Let's spend some time together with some lousy dates. All right, Rachel, what do we have for the first story today? All right, this first tale of dating horror comes to us from Jill in Parkdale, and it's called The Silver Suitcase. Jill writes, I was a student studying publishing. It was the dawn of internet dating. There was hope still. I'd been emailing and IMing this guy for a week or so. Let's call him Kyle. Kyle sounded adventurous. He wrote beautifully over IM and had a love of photography, books, movies, and music. He and I hadn't talked much, and the combos were short. I prefer to meet in person rather than have a protracted flirtation over text or email back in the day. So Kyle and I agreed to meet at a venue on the Danforth. It was not really a place that I would have chosen, but I wanted to have an open mind. At the time, I rocked a DIY haircut and vintage clothes from Kensington Market. So this Euro chic cafe made me feel awkward from the get-go. I see this guy who, in the dim light of the cafe, kind of resembles Kyle. But he's a little rounder and not quite as good looking. But hey, I'm not shallow. I'll take personality overlooks any day of the week. If you're funny, I'll probably have sex with you. But let's be real, looks help. There were two things that were red flags for me. One, he was wearing a Cosby sweater, unironically. Two, he was sporting a silver hardshell suitcase on wheels. Like an idiot, I ignored these red flags and carried on. Of course, I was immediately curious about the horrors that awaited me in the suitcase. I've seen Law & Order SVU. We ordered coffee and made small, painfully boring chatter. I'll take partial responsibility. After the Cosby sweater and suitcase, I was not in my most charming. I had decided my effort would be minimal. Kyle and I were obviously not compatible. That became abundantly clear when he finally revealed what was in the suitcase. It turns out, he had casually brought along a 1,000-page manuscript he had written about a fantastic alien world. As I said, I was an editor in training, and I guess he thought it would be a fun project for me to take on. I mean, kudos to him for writing a book. But also, what a snake, trying to pilfer my editorial talent during what I thought was a date. While I was not at all interested in him, I was highly offended. When he dropped the manuscript on the tiny cafe table, it was absolutely massive, he looked at me expectantly. Like I would jump up and down or cry tears of joy at having been bestowed with his genius. I politely peeled a few pages off the top and offered to read them, free of charge, later that week. Shortly after that, I told Kyle I had to go. He offered to walk me to the subway. He actually tried to lean in for a kiss. I turned my head so he landed one on my cheek. But it was weeks before I was able to effectively ghost him. He was really persistent about getting my feedback on his manuscript pages. All right, Sarah, let's unpack this. For me, I understand the need to like want to meet people right away, but a love of photography, books, movies, and music, I mean, who doesn't love those things? I have yet to meet someone who's like, hey, I hate photography, I hate books, I hate movies, and I hate music. 
that's pretty basic. <laughs> yeah, uh, seemed like you really ended up being a bit of a wet noodle. My uh, main question is, you know, if you're going to go to the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's amazing. I love that. That's, that's what uh, my grandma or my dad might say. So tell us more about this wet noodle and what stood out for you. Well, what really stood out to me is like, if you're going to go through the trouble of toting around this large manuscript, why are you going to go and meet up at a dark place that you can't really read the menus? Like, that's Yeah, not yeah, good. actually, Good I lighting. Love that because, okay, and first, like, I want to know, does he just carry the manuscript like Linus carries his blanket in Peanuts? Or was this like premeditated, like, I am going to bring my manuscript to this date. Like, I need to know more about this. <laughs> well, I'm curious, like, obviously, he's toting around manuscripts often, hence the wheeling suitcase to begin with. Yeah, like, but, he's put it in his messenger bag and gotten some serious shoulder pain, so, like, he's upgraded. <laughs> uh, what Jill didn't tell us is, in the dating profile, it actually mentioned, it had a few pictures of him, like, sporting. <laughs> <laughs> Out in the oh, for a hike. <laughs> he's got the yes. <laughs> really yeah. him. <laughs> yes yes he has the silver suitcase it's just like a part of him now <laughs> but they should have met up at like the reference library or somewhere like conducive even a starbucks i mean they're that's where people build manuscripts like or write manuscripts i guess you don't build them but uh, can you tell i'm not a writer <laughs> i'm going to build a book um so yeah, so uh, that's that's all interesting about this wet noodle. Um, is there anything else that we should unpack here for our listeners? You know what? No, I think if you're gonna bring some reading material to your date, bring them somewhere they can read it. Yeah, Courteous. I think that's a really good takeaway. I think also, I mean, for me, the takeaway is don't bring a suitcase on a first date because you look like a serial killer. It's true. You don't know what's in that suitcase and it's all you're going to think about. All I could think about was seven when Gwyneth's head gets delivered in a box. I don't know why that <laughs> came to mind. Maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the psycho, but like I was literally like, what's in the suitcase? And then when it turned out to be a manuscript, I was really relieved actually. <laughs> Like, great. We don't have to call the police. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is episode one. I'm really glad it ended like this. All right, Sarah, what do we have for our second story, our second tale of terror? So for our second tale of terror, we have the story of the tiny little liar. Uh, and that's coming to us from Susan out of Durham region. So Susan writes, as many young singles, I had been scrolling on Tinder, hoping to find a new love interest and failing that, a boy toy I could use for a fun few passion-filled nights. Can I just say, I already like Susan and the cut of her jib. <laughs> hey, a girl knows what she wants. And if she doesn't get what she wants, she knows her second choice. <laughs> hey, no shame here. I was, okay, so Susan writes, I was connected with a super cute guy. Let's call him Ryan. I noticed that his photos really only seemed to be from the shoulders up. But let's be honest. Many guys take horrible photos, so I didn't think much about it. He seemed to be really interesting. We had some of the same viewpoints, and he seemed very sweet. He had a good job, and it looked like he had some direction in life. Seeming like a potential catch, we exchanged numbers and spent every day chatting. Throughout our many conversations, we ended up discussing height. I stand tall at five foot two. He admitted to me that he was rather short as well, five three, and asked if I was uncomfortable with that. Usually I would have ghosted that man immediately, but I really wanted to get to know Ryan better. 
trying to keep an open mind, knowing that this could be my knight in shining armor. I said height was not an issue, and we made plans to get together for our first date. So, a few days later, my hair was curled, my outfit was on point, and I was waiting for Ryan to come pick me up in his brand new F-150. The doorbell rang, and I opened the door to a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Ryan sheepishly behind them. I hid my reaction, but there I was, about to go on a date with a man who was clearly not 5'3". He was the smallest man I'd ever seen. There was no way he was more than 4'10". I felt like a giant looking down on this tiny little liar. My first instinct was to instantly shut the door and lock it and never look back. But it was dinner time, and as mortified as I felt, I am far too nice to reject any <laughs> to reject any man child to his face. I watched him awkwardly clamber up into his giant truck, and off to dinner we went. Throughout the con- dinner, conversation was subpar. He came across as a very needy man. Apparently, he had recently broken up from his fiance, and this man definitely needed some TLC. Gross. All through dinner, he kept trying to hold my hand from across the table, which was awkward, since he couldn't really reach me with his tiny T-Rex arms. He paid for dinner and was having, oh, sorry, he paid for dinner and was driving me home. He seemed lonely, and it seemed a shame to have shaved my body and no one to appreciate it. I invited him in because I was horny and had never had sex with a man smaller than me. (laughs) After some below-average sex, I made an excuse to get him to leave immediately after finishing. He did reach out, asking me for another date, uh, but feeling like he had catfished me and the sex was bad, I never spoke to Ryan again. So, that was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, my favorite, I think, you know what, I was like, why are they mentioning specifically this huge truck? And then it made sense. <laughs> it really did. So, okay. So, first, I want to say, ladies, gentlemen, even if someone checks all your boxes, they seem to share some interests. They have a good job. You know, they seem to be kind of interesting. They may still be a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Ryan was thoroughly vetted. <laughs> it does. It also seems like, you know, uh, the loneliness factor definitely, you know, if you if it comes across during dinner that, you know, you've recently gotten out of a relationship and really just, like, needed someone to love, no, you need to get rid of that baggage before you get back out there. Oh, 100%. I agree. Ryan, I mean, I have to say, though, like, let's think here. First of all, our um our contributor here it says she's what five two, five three uh i mean i think she was five two he's oh, five, he five, said two. he was five he three, yes. five, three. okay so our contributor is five two so i'm kind of like you would have ghosted someone who's still an inch taller than you like to me that seems straight up savage um <laughs> you're you're a very tiny human as well like let's just be real i'm like almost five ten so, I mean, I would have towered over both of these people and felt enormous. <laughs> but, like, I mean, can someone who's 5'2 really be that choosy? What are your thoughts on this? You know what? <laughs> um, as someone who also... Wait, how tall are you? Uh, I think I'm about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I mean, that's what I've been saying for years. I think that's what's on my driver's license. To be license. honest, I feel I like, like five, six, like a solid 5'6". Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think five, I five. smaller. 
Um, I think, yeah, I definitely think you're smaller. I think five, five, eight is really an overestimation. Not that I'm saying you're, you know, Are you calling me a tiny little liar? (laughs) You may be a tiny little liar. Check your dating profiles, girl. (laughs) Uh, But no, you know, I think the height thing is big for everyone. But I recently, there's a, a lady I follow on Twitter and her husband is smaller than her. And she's put out a few tweets like, hey, everyone, you know, uh, enjoy your six foot alcoholic who will never <laughs> show you real commitment. Right. Uh, right. So I think it's, <laughs> I think it's something that a lot of people, you know, it, they seem to think it's a make or break deal, but. Uh, but there are other things that maybe are more important. Like yeah. for example, if someone treats you well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah okay I love that um but that being said I don't think I haven't been shallow I'm like ooh, you're the same height as me you're dead yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) I feel that um so the other thing I want to say in you know the tiny little liar Ryan's defense is he does seem like a gentleman I mean the guy one he picks her up Mm -hmm. uh two he has flowers yes and three he pays for dinner I mean Honestly, I've been on few dates where all of the stars align and those things happen. I mean, even with like my own husband, (laughs) I mean, that's actually like, you know, that's a, that's a triad. That's a, like the, the amazing, like triangle of perfection, um, Mm -hmm. you know, pick up flowers, pays for dinner and then actually has sex with her. So like, I mean, it was below average, I guess, but I mean, he, she had sex. Mission accomplished. And you know what? He seemed lonely. So, uh, you know, maybe that really helped him to feel less lonely in the world. Oh, yeah, that's true. But also, I mean, here's some, here's some food for thought. Maybe that he did all those things seemed too needy. Because, I mean, let's be real. I mean, I've shown up to first dates in track pants. Like, maybe I'm a terrible date. But, like, <laughs> if I, if I, what, you've never done that? Like, just kind of being like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care what this person thinks of me. And you go and actually ends up being really great. And you're like, oh, I kind of wish I hadn't worn track pants. <laughs> like, uh, I can honestly say no. I've definitely oh. not gone on any dates wearing track pants unless it was like, hey, we're going to do an activity where you should only be wearing track pants. Yeah, you know what? We should just move on to the next story, I think. (laughs) All right. um, We're not here to talk about me. We're here to read contributor stories. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next one. All right. So our next story comes from Ashley out of Oshawa. uh, And this tale is entitled The Dirty Schwa. So, Ashley writes, my city is small and I was looking to expand my circle and meet some guys. I was 18 and decided I would give internet dating site POF, also known as Plenty of Fish, a try. I ended up matching with some guy that seemed interesting and cute. And honestly, I was young, naive. Looking back, apparently I had no standards either. He was a few years older, so I just assumed that he had to shit somewhat together. We chatted a little and decided to go get coffee that week. He picked me up in his shitty truck with a camo sweater on. He suggested Tim Hortons, and I wasn't stoked. I was hoping for a local coffee shop downtown, but I went along with it. When he drove us to the lake, then he drove us to the lake. This was not at all what I had envisioned for my cool internet date. I'd become one of those girls in my town that went to the lake on a first date drinking Tim Hortons. 
and I was not interested in this bullshit attempt of being courted. He didn't even want to get out of his truck, just sit inside and have our drinks. He turned out to be an avid fisher, and that was about it. He'd never been to a concert. He had no other interests or hobbies. He was a pretty boring-ass guy. After our drinks, which seemed to take forever, he turned on the truck to take me home. We stopped at a small parking lot near a trail on the way. He said he had just had to check the conditions so he could see if he could go fishing after he dropped me off. After taking a look, he then proceeded to call his friend and talk to him about meeting up most of the ride back to my place. After he dropped me off, he messaged me about what a good time he'd had and he couldn't wait to get together again. It was a total drag and I never went back out with him. I mean, I did just confess to wearing track pants on a date, and I feel like this is the date where I would have worn track pants, so... You, you know what, it would have been okay. Uh, I think a lot of signs also pointed to them being, you know, into some sort of hunting or fishing with the camo sweater and the truck. You know that his profile had a picture of him holding up a fish. They should you have know it. Um, I also love that, you know, wouldn't get out of the truck to, like, walk at the lake even, but yeah, didn't I mean, get out of the truck to check the river so he could check the fishing conditions and then completely ignore his date fishing conditions i want to know what he did specifically like did he like lick a finger and put it up in the air or like did he like i don't know i just i'm i'm not familiar maybe one of our listeners can enlighten me on how one checks fishing conditions but like i, I feel like their water go- yes okay the fishing conditions are right like you have to go up there's like some sort of beacon to see if the fish are feeling it um, How do you know so much about this? Uh, you've, ne- <laughs> you've never checked fishing conditions? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, but also, I mean, Ashley should have really cast her net wider, pardon the pun, um, and maybe gone with someone from a more exotic locale like Bowmanville or Pickering. Yeah, well, you know what they say, there is uh, plenty of fish out there. Oh, got him. Boom. Can, we, can we insert some sort of dra- drum uh, sound for that? Yeah. Uh, can't afford that. Do. It's episode one. We need sponsors before we can have uh, cool sound effects. Let's try this. I loved it. Perfect. <laughs> I think that's all we have for today. All right. Um, but let's recap and kind of, what do we learn so we can prevent going on these lousy dates in the future? I love this. What lessons did we learn? We definitely need a song for this segment. Like, what lessons did we learn from these lousy dates? What lessons did we learn? Yeah, exactly. So, um, from, from our first story, uh, that was the suitcase, right? Yeah, suitcase. Yeah, I mean, don't bring a suitcase on a date. Even no. if you're just coming from the airport, find a storage locker, put it in there. Um, don't bring a suitcase because it's super creepy. Don't <laughs> Just, bring a suitcase. You know, yes. if you're going to bring reading material, go somewhere well lit. Yeah, I love that. Two mm-hmm. really good takeaways there. Um, so our second story uh, was The Tiny Little Liar. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, the main takeaway was don't lie about something that you will like will be totally obvious when you meet the person in person. Like, you can't be like, hey, I'm six foot tall. And then you show up and you're you know, four foot ten because... Like, they're just going to look at you and go, yeah, you're a liar as well as being short. Um, So be short. Don't be a short liar. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. And I also, uh, you know what? But I want to do a special kudos. Bring the flowers. Bring the flowers. I love the flowers. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that. 
I my favorite <laughs> dinners are the ones I don't pay for. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, and then our last story. Um, I mean, I think the key takeaway is, um, well, don't date in Oshawa. Don't date in Oshawa. Hey, and uh, I, I'm from and lived there for many years, so I can say that. Um, okay, but in all earnestness, I mean, if you must date in Oshawa, perhaps. Uh, do not check fishing conditions on a first no, date no. unless the person has said, hey, I'm really into fishing, then it's a match made in heaven and lock that shit down. Um, <laughs> but maybe maybe just wait and maybe don't call your friend and like have a conversation while your date is still in the vehicle. Like maybe just like hold off until you've brought them on. Uh, I think that's a critical takeaway from this. Mm, yeah, yeah, I would say so. And you know what? Let's, let's manage expectations. If they're like, let's meet for coffee, maybe very specifically specify you're not going Ooh. to Tim Hortons in the lake. Just, oh, you know what? You know, I love that. that for take, yourself. You know what? Take some control mm-hmm. of your date. And if you want, like, a specific location or venue, because, I mean, we had a few dates here where they were like, oh, venue sucked. You know what? Take control and be like, here's where we're going to meet. Here's where I'd like to go. And if they're like, oh, I'm going to fight you on that. I need to go to my Timmy's. Well, then end it immediately. Do yeah. not go on that date. Do not go on the date. <laughs> Do not go on the date. No suitcase, no Timmy's. Don't go on the date. <laughs> well, that wraps up our first episode of Lousy Dates. You can share your bad date stories with us by visiting our website, www.lousydatespodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at Lousy Dates Podcast. If you don't have anything nice to say, join Twitter. We don't have a Twitter, but you can share your misery with all the other trolls. Thanks, and we'll see you next Saturday for our second episode. Later, daters! Hey, try the first paragraph. Maybe that fits you better. Go. Welcome to Lousy Dates, your weekly podcast offering up a veritable. <laughs> okay, you need to know it's a veritable. Veritable. Veritable cornucopia. Okay. Welcome to Lousy Dates, your weekly podcast offering up a veritable cornucopia of awkward. <laughs> veritable cornucopia of awkward phrases. <laughs> <laughs> veritable cornucopia it's just very wordy okay it is really wordy (laughs) it's okay to laugh it's a funny podcast (laughs) and just caveat we are not professional no (laughs) we have no business giving you advice so please like take it or leave it but we do recommend you take it (laughs) i'm no doctor but i'll tell you this yeah exactly i love that (laughs) 